All aboard! Geez, I hope I live up to that. Um, hi, everybody. Thanks for uh, coming out tonight. Um, I'm not used to going first, so I'll do some icebreaker joke here or something. Um, yeah, no, I, uh, I'm going to do a little storytelling thing. Um, most of the times that I've done storytelling in the past, it's all these sort of strange true life stories that have happened to me uh, in the past, generally in uni. I guess that's where sort of strange alcohol-fueled uh, stories normally come from. But um, I just got back from a couple months traveling. Uh, Went around the world, uh, yeah, two months traveling, did um, Asia, Europe, all these different places, had a hell of a time, and a couple of interesting um, events along the way. Uh, it was a wonderful trip, I uh, can't recommend highly enough. I've had two wise sayings told to me about travel. Uh, the first one is, you don't go on holiday to lose weight or save money. So eat whatever the hell you want, spend money, go out and stuff, and I've always tried to live by that one. And the other one was uh, money spent on a plane ticket is never money wasted. Yeah. So yeah, and definitely, I mean, you know, my bank balance might not agree right now, but it was a fine choice taking that huge trip. Um, it was a great trip in some ways. I got engaged. I got engaged. Yeah. Yeah. So right there, no matter what happened after that for the other 45 days. Jen, Jen right here. Uh, yeah, I know. Yeah, punched above my weight. I know. Um, no, I had a really good trip. Uh, we did all kinds of crazy stuff all over the world. But I'm just going to tell uh, a little story. Like I say, most of my stories have kind of been in the past and been sort of things that I've recounted many times before that happened to me long, long ago. This one uh, just happened two weeks ago. So if this if this tale hasn't had a chance to age like a fine wine yet, please forgive me. Um, but yeah, so it was the the final leg of our trip. We went to um, we had like I said, we went back to I went back to Canada, went to Japan, um, went uh, around Europe, and went laying in a hot spring in Iceland, all these sort of things, and had a great time. And then on the last leg of the trip, uh, we were coming home via Vietnam. So I don't, I imagine quite a few of you have traveled in Asia and sort of developing world Asia. And um, yeah, we loved it. It was great. We uh, we got in and we went to Hanoi and we had this rather sort of ambitious plan um, that was kind of inspired by a Top Gear episode that we were we we're going to go out and we we're going to go out to the coast and take a cruise. And we thought, well, screw it. We'll rent motorbikes. Uh, me and my my lovely fiance Jen and also a friend of ours who's coming out to meet us. We all ride motorbikes here, and it seemed like a good thing to do. And um, and it really was actually, it worked out really fun. We got into Hanoi and it's just crazy town as you'd expect. It's uh, the most blind faith and trust thing I've ever done in my life was just crossing roads. It's just this swirling massive humanity all on scooters, children, old people, animals. And, um, and so, uh, yeah, so just crossing the street itself was just this real sort of blind, close your eyes and step out and hope for the best. And um, yeah, so it was it was a definitely a bit of a culture change. and. Uh, but anyway, so we got into town, we had a day, we met up with our friend who came out and met us, and we went and rented these motorbikes, and uh, we're off. So uh, we're going to be riding, it's like 150 k's out to the coast, out to Halong, get on a boat for a few days, have a nice wind down trip on the boat, end of the trip, come home, find a real job, and get back to life. And uh, so yeah, we rented these motorbikes, head out of Hanoi, it's, it's crazy, it's uh, like I say, if you've been to Asia and you've sort of seen the roads there, you probably have an idea of what I'm describing, but traffic there tends to flow like a school of fish. 
it's not really, you know, lanes and things like that aren't really a concern. And everyone, they all seem to make it work really well, and we kind of got the hang of it and made it work pretty well. But uh, yeah, the, the sort of guiding principle is never look behind you. Never be concerned about anything behind you. You just sort of assume when you flow out that whoever you're flowing in front of is also looking only in front of them and sees you and the person behind them is only looking in front of them. And, and, and that seems to be the guiding principle. I don't know if it's a sort of Taoist Zen thing or something, but it works pretty well. So um, yeah, so we rented these motorbikes and uh, we rode out of town, which was quite an experience, and uh, got onto the loosely defined highway and uh, rode that out to the coast. It was 150 k's, it took hours and hours, much longer than you'd expect. Even like a highway there is sort of 50, 60 k's is about as good as it's gonna get. And um, yeah, we got pretty used to undertaking and overtaking and going around all this swirling mass of humanity. Got out to the coast, got out much later, it took like six hours to do 150 k's, but got out there, spent a day, went on the boat, had a wonderful time on the boat. Um, really, I've traveled Asia a bit before, but uh, Vietnam is new to me and lovely, wonderful people, just so friendly and giving and everyone's nice, and not that sort of smile to your face and swear at you behind your back kind of thing, like really genuinely warm, welcoming people, had people going out of their way to be nice to us, and yeah, we really had a wonderful time. So um, yeah, it's the day before we fly home, we're, uh, we're riding back to Hanoi, so again, doing the 150Ks on the highway back. And it's the three of us, and we're pretty good at this by now, you know. Uh, we've got the flow down pretty well, and everything's kind of gone well. And so uh, we're heading home, and I guess we got about two-thirds of the way. And uh, I'm leading the pack, and in my rear view, I just happened to glance at the moment that someone's down. And it was uh, our friend who had come out and met us for the trip, has had an accident. So she's, you know, bit of lump in the throat, bit of panic, pull the bikes over, run back. She's basically okay. She's smashed her knee a bit, she's got a little a few scrapes and bruises. But um, she's basically okay, and the guy she hit just took right off. And um, so, anyways, we kind of we talked her down, and you know, we did the general sort of triage in Vietnam. Okay, sit. You need something to drink and everything like that. How about a beer? <laughs> Would a beer make you feel better? So we sat and had a beer, and kind of, you know, we sat and got some ice on her knee, and waited a few hours until she kind of calmed down, and then it's okay. We'll get back on the road and uh, start riding again, more cautiously, of course. And um, we got. Well, the next thing we got caught in a huge thunderstorm, so we pulled over and uh, just went to go put on our ponchos and sort of pull the scooters over, and we just happened to pull them over at the gates of uh, some sort of factory-looking thing right near the gates of that. And the next thing you know, there's some lovely Vietnamese person's come out and like, oh, you should come in here and put your bikes in here, you can put them under the shelter, you know, you can change here, that kind of thing. And so we're like, oh, great, well, we'll do that. And then they're like, you know, the storm's just bashing down right now. They're like, you just come on up to our rooms, you can come wait out the storm and everything. So we went up to this little dorm room above this, it was in our importation and manufacturing and tiles and stuff like that business and uh yeah so these two like girls these 23 year old girls who live in a dorm at a factory basically like welcomed us in and you know speaking out of their little guidebook like you know what time is the meeting and all these useful phrases <laughs> uh, but they, you know they're they're uh, really they're super warm and friendly as everyone had been and uh yeah and so we waited out the storm with them there for a while and then you know got back on the bikes they're like stay the night and they're like no no we got to get back to uh hanoi we got to return these scooters and we had left our passports to get to rent the scooters you had to leave a passport deposit so it's like we got to get back got to get our passports got to get on the plane tomorrow so off we go from these lovely people and um back on the road again and by now it's still raining it's not really storming anymore but it's not you know it's still raining and it's dark by now and so we're on these strange highways lightning storm in the distance it's rather dramatic and uh we're getting close now, maybe 25 k's out of Hanoi, and once again I'm leading the pack, and once again it happens to be just the moment I glance down and uh, look at my rear view mirror, and Jen's gone down, and it's like, oh shit, you know, and same kind of thing, pull over and run back, and in her case, she's hit, uh, a bike is pulled out in front of her, she's unable to stop, bumped him from behind, he's bumped into a family on a bike, so there's, you know, mom, dad, and a little four-year-old, so everyone's all spilled off, 
And uh, so, you know, it's pretty dramatic. Jen's got a pretty good scrape and a few bruises and bashes. And uh, this family is like, you know, dad's pointing at his ankle. He's got some injury. Kid is just screaming her head off, this little four-year-old kid. And um, we get back, and so there's the family. There's the people that have been hit, that bumped into the family, the, the couple guys on their scooter. There's Jen. There's the other two of us with our bikes. All the merchants and shopkeepers come out. Everyone's a little heated right now. I mean, like I say, really lovely, warm, friendly people. So even in an accident situation like that, still quite lovely, form and you know, warm and friendly, but um, really quite agitated too. And it's starting to turn, it's getting a little ugly. There's shopkeepers and bystanders are coming out and everyone's yelling among themselves in Vietnamese and they're pointing to their injuries and I'm pointing to her injury and pretty soon somebody snatches my bike keys away. I can't leave, you know, someone's got their bike keys in my hand and everyone's arguing and things and uh, I can just see it getting ugly, people starting to call cops, and I got a pretty good idea how that court case is going to go, and I, I don't think we're going to be found no fault or anything, and I, I'm just picturing how bad this could get, especially this little kid who was fine, thank Christ, but um, yeah, it's getting to be a really ugly scene, everyone's shouting, screaming, getting very agitated, they're, sort of, they're asking for money and things like this, and uh, and I'm, I'm kind of pleading our case, and all of a sudden it just kind of clears, kind of like the storm cleared, it clears, one of the sort of senior looking guys who come out of the shop, yells at everyone else a bit, kind of even louder than everyone else is yelling, and then gives our keys back and says, you just go, and I'm like, yeah, right, yeah, we just go. So, um, yes, yeah, so we just take off. We like, you know, ride about a kilometer, do the same triage thing, like sit down, are you okay, is your bike okay, have a beer, and um, <laughs> we did all that and kind of got our act together again. So now we're super gun shy. So we're basically limping back into Hanoi in our little convoy of three bikes, and uh, we get to the outskirts, and we're wrecking crazy towns, even more so than the highway. You know, it's just this huge, swirling mass of bikes and people. And, um, and everyone, we're all very quite cautious now. I'm very gun-shy, and nobody's really into riding. I haven't wiped out, but, you know, I've watched my, my fiancé and my, my good friend, and everyone's wiped out, and so I'm like, well, just, how about we just go to the bike place? You know, it's like 9 p.m. by now. We'll go to the bike place, we'll dump the bikes there, and we'll just lock them up. And we'll go back to the hotel, we can all lick our wounds. In the morning, I'll go up to the bike place, the lady said she'd be there. I'll go up there, I'll you know get our passports back, pay whatever damages, deposit kind of stuff, and we'll get the hell out of town. And um, that was the plan, so we did that. We went back to the hotel. So the next morning, woke up, typical Hanoi day, it's just honking horns and shrieking people and craziness outside. It's 40 degrees at 8 a.m. and 99% humidity. So I went and had uh, one of the nuclear strong uh, Vietnamese coffees. If you ever had Vietnamese coffee, holy shit, it's methamphetamine in a cup. Um, we went and had one of those and was like, okay, we'll go to the bike shop. And uh, so Jen and I walk up there and um, the bike shop's closed. And that's not a huge concern, like the gates are locked and everything in front of it. It's not a huge concern. We went, first went there, it was closed. We talked to the neighboring shop lady. She called the woman who runs the bike shop. Bike shop lady came. So we did the same thing again. Neighboring shop lady calls. She's like, yeah, she doesn't speak any English, but you can kind of tell it's not going so good. And then she's sort of, no, no, no. And we're like, yeah, we need to get in there. And uh, she calls a few more people. And then so she calls someone else. We don't really know what's going on. We're just kind of standing there. And an older woman comes on her scooter and um, everyone's on the scooter there, everyone. And uh, she comes on her scooter, pulls up, sort of yabbers at us in, in Vietnamese a bit. We don't really understand. We kind of sign languaging when we need to get in. She opens up the shop. I think she might have been the mom of the woman who ran the shop, because the, the woman who ran it spoke English and stuff. Um, she opens up the shop, sort of goes in, tries calling up who I presume is her daughter, and um, can't get her. And she gets her translator out on her phone and says, just you come tomorrow. And we're like, well, you know, our flight's in three hours. And so I'm doing the full motions of, we fly, you know, in three hours and eat passport kind of thing. And there's the desk there. It's like a Ikea desk where the woman sat at when she first took all her stuff. 
and I, and I know she had all her filing in there and everything. And so we're sort of it's it's right here in the desk. If you just want to open the desk, and uh, that's not flying. And so she kind of talks to us some more that we can't understand. Tries some more phone calls, and then she leaves. And so we really have. If you spend a lot of time traveling in countries where you don't speak the language, you spend a lot of time just not really knowing what the hell's going on and just kind of trying to flow with it. So we're doing that. She leaves. So we sort of sit there for a while, waiting for God knows whatever we're waiting for, and um, and then the neighboring shopkeeper lady is kind of back tending her shop, and so Jen goes up and has a look and looks at the desk and sort of opens a drawer and is like, I wonder if our passports are there, and um, the neighboring shopkeeper lady sees comes out, oh no 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 no, you know can't do that can't do that, and so okay okay sorry yeah sorry, so we're just sort of camping out in the shop waiting, neighboring shopkeeper lady goes and does her thing. I haven't eaten breakfast, I'm high on Vietnamese coffee, I'm gushing sweat, and I kind of got the shakes a bit, and when the, this lady started not watching, I had Jen watch the door, you know, I'm just like, dude, just watch the door. I'm like looking at this desk again, and uh, Jen's kind of going like, no, 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 wait, yeah, yeah, okay, cool, cool, go now. And I just did this strange Hulk super human moment, ripped the front off this desk, like, ripped the drawer right open. Uh, so I smashed open the desk, no one's heard that, so it's like, good. And then I'm rifling through and I find a cash box, so I'm like, oh, that's good, and so I, I took some, something that was sitting there, used that to pry it open, got my fingers in there, smashed open the cash box, and it's just full of keys for all these rental bikes. And, uh, and I start rifling through all the paperwork that's in there, and I'm kind of in this weird frenzy now of like fixation <laughs> on my task and my goal, you know, and, and sort of not really knowing what my actions are, or that's my defense anyways, but uh, yeah, I'm quite fixated. I'm like a Labrador with a tennis ball. I'm not dumb to get that passport. Rifle through all this paperwork, dig through all this stuff. Oh my God, there they are. I've got our passports, so I'm like, holy shit, so I grab them. In hindsight, my Jason Bourne skills aren't that fantastic. I really should have taken the forms we use to rent the bikes with as well, with all our information, but you know, I don't think Interpol's got a red alert out for me or anything. Um, we grab the passports, I'm like, I got them, I got them, Jen. Puts back to the desk all kind of half-assed, the front of it's sort of broken off and things like, kind of put it back together and shove it up against the wall so you can't immediately see, and kind of go to the front of the shop and look around, and there's the neighboring shopkeeper lady looking at us, and I'm like, we are gonna go to eat now, but we'll come back. And next thing I know, we're legging it down the back streets and had our like passport in hand, like don't look back, don't look back. And, you know, taking corners and running down laneways. And uh, yeah, we it worked. We got away with it. No one came screaming after us. You know, like wasn't until we were sort of back at the hotel and loading our stuff. Actually, it wasn't until I was on the flight that I was quite confident we got away with it. But um, yeah, I I basically burglarized a Vietnamese bike shop on my holiday. Um, and, uh, I, I feel quite bad about this because, like I say, she was lovely. Everyone was lovely. Everyone we met in Vietnam was lovely, and I and and I felt like you know, well, perhaps I shouldn't have smashed open this woman's desk and stole back my passport, and also not paid for this minor damage on the bikes, and just kind of you know did a runner out of town. But um, it was just one of those moments where you know, he like, as much as you want to be good to people, sometimes you're gonna step on some toes, and in this case, sometimes you're gonna smash an Ikea desk just so you can get home on your Jetstar flight, and yeah, I feel a bit bad, and I'm certainly gonna sort of pull my hat low every time I go out for faux for the next while, just because someone's cousin works there, but in the end, you do what you gotta do, and that's how we got home from the trip. So, thanks for listening.